Hey friends, welcome to the Cultivate Hope podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Robinson, and I want to invite you to come alongside me as we hear stories, gain wisdom, and even some helpful tools from some of my friends. These are people who have experienced challenging seasons of life that have tested their faith. We can all learn from those who've dug those deep trenches and have found their way to the other side of hopelessness. So let's start digging together and cultivate hope. Welcome back, my friends, to another week of Cultivate Hope. Just a quick reminder that if you like what you hear, it would be extremely helpful if you'd stop by our homepage and give us a review and maybe even five stars if you feel so inclined. Better yet, share an episode with a friend or on your socials so we can spread the message of hope far and wide. It is always my greatest honor to serve you with stories that fill your tank and lead you towards hope. I am a fellow recipient, so... I thank you. Now, as you all may know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. If cancer has touched your life or the life of a loved one, know that you are not alone and that it is not lost on us that every battle is uniquely challenging. So in solidarity with our brothers and sisters suffering with this awful diagnosis, we have a special guest today to help us dig into how we can find hope in the midst of suffering. How can we believe in a good God when our circumstances don't feel good? And how do we walk through it with faith and not by sight? We will discuss the similarities as well as the differences in our individual journeys of suffering through what many would consider to be a hopeless diagnosis. You may have heard her name on previous episodes as she has been referred to as a hope hero to so many. She is a wife and a mother to five beautiful children. She is a homeschool mama, a leader within her community, and back in February, she was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. She is a hope hero, if I've ever seen or heard one. So it is my distinct honor and pleasure to introduce you to my beautiful, beautiful friend, Val Allen. Thank you for having me, Sarah. I'm so excited you're here. This has been such a long time coming. And Alicia and I literally, did you listen to her episode? Yes. Yes. So powerful. So powerful. They're related by marriage. Alicia is married to her little brother, Stephen. And um, big little brother, I should say. He's huge. (laughs) He's so tall. But we talked about you extensively on the podcast and how you have just been such a hope standard for so many people for both of us wow. like we bonded over that and so um I'm so excited to talk about your journey today and your story Thank you. and oh absolutely it's just it's so inspiring so what is your definition of hope well when I started thinking about hope of course you think of something you wish for yeah but I looked it up and and I saw several definitions and one was to cherish a desire to trust, to desire with expectation. Mm. And I thought that really does define hope, to desire something with an expectation. That's huge. Sometimes we can wish for things Mm -hmm. and think that we're hoping. I hope they change or I hope this happens. 
But I think there's something different when you add expectation to it. Yeah. That changes it from a wish to actual hope. Yes. So it's not just hoping for something. It's really expecting something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's almost like putting the expectation part. Like you can think about making more money. But once you like actually put coins in something and you start investing, that's the expectation. Like I'm expecting a return on this. You know, that sounds so good. I love that. Everyone, I'm like shocked every time, but everybody that comes on the podcast has a totally different take or has a new word to add to it that just gives a totally different perspective. And it's amazing. It's been so encouraging and inspiring. I think it's probably because of what you go through and and what it means to you. It kind of changes, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Real quick, everyone, Val has recently um, been diagnosed with cancer Mm -hmm. and she's been fighting so hard and she has been faithful and she has been worshiping and praising the Lord through it. And it's been incredibly inspiring to watch, but there is no doubt that this is the most challenging season of her life. And so she's going to share a bit of her story and kind of how this came about and what this the season looks like for her. Definitely. Um, you talk about challenging, you know, you don't yeah. realize the challenge until you're in the challenge. Yeah. You know, you you read stories or you hear people say they're going through tough times or they got a cancer diagnosis. And when I was diagnosed at the end of February, I I really didn't even believe them. They said stage four colon cancer. And I, I thought, what does that mean? Yeah. I had no clue. Basically, the stages is based on when it moves from one area of your body to another. Oh, I didn't so know So it had started in the colon and moved to my liver, mm. which makes it stage four. And actually, I thought I had liver and colon cancer, but mm-hmm. it's considered colon because it's where it originated. Right. So because it came from the colon, it's in the liver. There's spots on my liver that mm. um, it's still considered colon cancer. Okay. So I... Um, had surgery to remove part of my colon and remove that tumor and some other things going on inside. And then um, now I'm in the midst of chemo for the spots on my liver. Mm-hmm. You've had so many God moments throughout this entire experience that I have been blessed to be updated on <laughs> through your mom, through Alicia yes. and through you. And it's just been wild to watch God have these touch points of I'm going to open this door for you yes, and I'm going to make this thing happen and this thing happen. It's all going to line up perfect. Yep. So give us a little bit of a perspective of what you were feeling in the beginning there, especially right before the surgery. I know that that some things had to happen at first. They didn't want to give you the surgery. Oh yeah. Like yeah. how, how did that go down? Well, let me go back to the very beginning. Cause when they diagnosed me mm-hmm. that evening, I got on a call with some friends that we went to church with yeah. and they were talking about the wall of Jericho and how mm. they marched around seven times and blew the trumpet. So I got up in my room and I started marching around my hospital room mm. and something came to me at that moment and it said, um, this is not your problem. Mm. And I was like, you're right. Wow. Jesus took this to the cross thousands of years ago and crucified it. Mm. This isn't my problem. Wow. So I got up and I started marching around my room. And I think that was the beginning of the hope Yeah. Um, because I had a word from the Lord. Now, I will say that hasn't made anything any easier. Sure. It's not that the pain hasn't been easier or the process hasn't been easier. Yeah. But I always go back to that when I'm when I feel hopeless and remember, wait a minute, Lord, you told me this isn't my problem. 
you took this and crucified it on the cross because mm-hmm. he died for our sins and our transgressions, our healing. Yes. He he took the stripes, the beatings for our pain. Yeah. And um, so I always go back to that moment when I was first diagnosed, and I just feel like that was the Lord giving me something to hold on to, the hope, the hope that I would need on yes. the hard days. But um, in June... It got really bad, the the diagnosis and um, the symptoms. Right. So I wanted surgery really bad because I knew if they could get the tumors out, then we could clean up with chemo. It would, I thought, be a better process, you know. Right. Of course, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know how this works. Sure. But the chemo doctor, of course, just wanted chemo right away. That's all he wanted. Mm-hmm. And through just a miraculous event, which was just totally God. I mean, yeah. they were forced to do surgery because of what they thought was going on in my body. Praise and God. come to find out when they did the surgery, they cleaned out the tumors, they got everything cleaned up mm-hmm. and realized that that wasn't even an issue. Oh my what gosh. What they thought was going to be the main issue for surgery mm-hmm. wasn't even there. Wow. So it forced them to do surgery to f- clean out the tumors and here, here it ended up, even a x-ray after the surgery showed that the original problem wasn't even there. That's so God. <laughs> That's so God. He'll use any sort of, thi- I mean, he'll just an inclination to a doctor. Yes. That, oh, there might be something else going on. Maybe we should look at it to come back around full circle and be like, okay, so we're not doing that, but we can take care of this because exactly. we're already here. Yeah. And they weren't going to take you there in the first place. No. That is insane. No, and they even, even in the hospital, I went in on a Friday. Yeah. And I had emailed the doctor and messaged them and said, hey, this is what's going on. What do I do? They said, get to the ER. Mm. Let them look at what's going on. You probably have an infection. And they they kept just pushing the chemo. Well, the chemo will fix this. It'll fix that. Mm-hmm. And I just I was just so hesitant against right. the chemo. And I wanted I really wanted the surgery. Now, I didn't know what surgery meant right. and what would be the after effects, sure. the, the repair and the um, recovery. Yeah. And I'm still dealing with those things, mm-hmm. but I knew it was a matter of time. Yep. And sure enough, they took out a, a tennis ball-sized tumor out wow. of my colon. And then another tumor inside my abdomen that had overgrown mm-hmm. because of the tumor in the colon. Right. So it was pretty amazing how that's what I wanted, but they, they didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I sat in the hospital for the weekend, and come Monday one of the doctors came in and he's like, well, I guess you're getting your way. And somebody says, you're really lucky because all the doctors are here at the same time. Oh my gosh. Because I needed a gynecologist oncologist. I needed yeah. a, um, intestine, uh, surgeon right. and the oncologist. Wow. And they were all there on that Monday and they said, we're going to fit you in wherever we find room mm-hmm. in the schedule. Mm-hmm. And this one doctor, he said, well, you're really lucky that all the doctors are here. And I looked at him. I said, no. I said, this is an answer to prayer. Yeah. This is exactly what I prayed for. And God heard my prayer. Yeah. And he answered it. It's the will of God. And yes. let me tell you, sir, you don't get to stand in the way of the will of God exactly. as much as you wanted to. Yeah. You don't get oh, to. He wanted, he oh, he wanted to tell me what was going to happen. And oh I was like, gosh. oh, but wait. <laughs> you think you're in control. Yeah. The Lord will twist your arm. Oh, yeah. Until you're ready he, to turn. He, and you know what? He will have his way. Sometimes I wish it was my way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> There's a lot of times I right? wish it was my way. Mm. But in the end, 
I've realized, no, his way is best. Yeah. It is it is greater. He has more than I can even imagine. Yes. Even though that's really hard to understand through the pain. Yeah. Daily. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to look back and remember those moments where he stepped in because mm-hmm. that's where I realized, no, he's for me and not against me. That I am an overcomer and I can defeat this because he goes before me. That's right. That's right. And he never fails. Never. So when he's already gone before us, he's already paved the way. He already paid for it. And he never fails. Right. It's already done. It's over. You can rest. Yeah. You can really rest in that fact. That's that peace done. be still yes. mentality of we get to be still and have peace yeah. because he holds the world. He right. holds our He holds our heart. Every beat of our heart is in his hands. So I know it's easy to share and not, not easy, but easier to share the hope and how, you know, when you got it, you're like, mm. okay, you know, especially in the beginning, we talked about this earlier, how it's almost like when you get diagnosed with something, it's like you're pulling your hope from before the diagnosis. Cause yes. that was seconds ago into that moment. And yes. you're like, oh, I'm fine. It's gonna be fine. Yes. Everything's good. It's easier <laughs> to pull on that hope and that faith that you, you had in that season when nothing was wrong. So tell us about once you get deeper into that season and it's pain, pain yes. comes and, and struggle comes and suffering comes. What did your faith look like then? What did your hope look like? And how, how did you handle all of that? You know, honestly, it's a daily, it's a daily thing, right? I don't want to say struggle or battle. I mean, yeah, it is, it is in the fact that, you know, every day you have to wake up and make a decision, right? Um, because I'm in pain a lot. Yeah. And so most days I have to wake up and make a decision to get up and hope and look for something right. that I'm looking forward to because it's real easy to stay in bed right. and waller in the pain. Just a few days ago, it was horrible. I had a horrible day where I was emotional and I knew I had woke up and I got busy on my day. I stripped the bed, put the sheets in the in the washer, and I felt good about myself, you know? Yeah. Because I was getting stuff done. Yes. And then I sat down and I started feeling the pain. Mm-hmm. And it went into a downward spiral of just, why, God? Why? Why? Why can't just little things be easy? Right. Like, on top of dealing with the diagnosis, yeah. you've got the pain. And then you've got the inconvenience of after surgery the different things I have to take care of and deal with after that. Right. Why can't just a few things be easy? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be everything is so hard? Yeah. And I think those are the days where your faith is really tested. Yes. And I knew in that moment right away I needed to reach out to somebody. Yeah. Because That's it huge. was literally a downward spiral. I decided to text my mom and right away she jumps in with, you know, giving me the okay and the permission to rest Mm. it's okay to rest it's okay to not feel motivated it's okay to be in this moment Mm -hmm. it's okay to be in this moment and I think so many times those moments we define that as the whole season yes or yes this is where I'm at Mm -hmm. and it's really not it's just a moment in time yeah and it's easy to let your pain take you to pessimism but you have to choose to let your pain take you to your purpose. Yes. And 
in that moment, I had gone into pessimism, like, why, God, why, why can't this just be easy? And, you know, I'm, I'm just grateful that God knows that I was going to ask that question already. Yeah. He knows our thoughts. He yes. knows what's inside. And he didn't berate me. He didn't tear me down. He let me have my time, my moment of pain and, and processing. And I lost it, and I was upset. Mm-hmm. Um, my sister came and helped clean my bathrooms, Aww. and my mom picked up my daughter from school. Mm-hmm. And so I think in those hard moments, it's so important to have somebody, yeah. anybody around you, because it would be easy to isolate and just get stuck yes. in the self-pity and have a party mm-hmm. in oh that yeah. place. Oh, yeah. So I think, going back to your question, mm-hmm. one of the important parts of keeping your hope and getting through the difficult situations is definitely having people around you. Yeah. And I don't know how people do it that don't. I don't either. Because I don't know what I would do without my family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ultimately I'm fighting for my husband and my kids. Yeah. That's my ultimate hope is to be here for them and, yeah. and to still be a mom and a wife, you know, yeah. because it's easy to think about death. It's easy to think yeah. about I only have so many months to live, but I don't even let my mind go there. Mm. And whether you call it denial or call it what you want. Yep. I don't care. Yep. I think it's the way God made our brains yeah. so that we can kind of kind of move forward and yeah. not be stuck in the pain. I mean the hard days and hard moments are very often. And even that night I just cried out to my husband. I said, you're going to have to give me some faith, mm-hmm. you know, cause, um, I don't have it right now. When the pain's bad, you just want to give up. You just want to stop fighting. I know. And, um, cause we always want an easier way out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, when the Bible talks about the process of pruning and mm. being turned into gold in that process of um, being fired and transformed and yeah, clarified and you hear it and I've heard it many times, but until you get a diagnosis, until you go through the pain, until you're in that moment and feel that process, yeah, it really um, is eye-opening and humbling right because i never ever thought i would get this diagnosis right i've heard other people and i've i've seen other people suffer i've had close cousins and friends die of cancer and um never believed that i would have to go through this and walk this road but then when you're faced with it Mm -hmm. that's really when you're faced with your faith yeah honestly i've always been a believer i was saved at a very young age and I've always loved Jesus. I've raised my kids to love Jesus, and that's yeah. the hard thing, too. Because yeah. in that pity party, I'm like, God, I've always loved you. I've always, all I want is my kids to love you and to yeah. love people. I've never been a bad person. You know, right. I've tried to do things right. It's hard to understand sometimes why you have to go through right. almost a death sentence. Yeah. It's really kind of what it is, you right. know. Right, right. Uh, whether it's to bring you out on the other side to your purpose or it's just because we live in a fallen world. I don't right. know. Right. I don't have the answer. But I do have the hope of knowing that it's not in vain. I do right. have that that right. hope. Mm. That's so powerful and freeing to know that 
You can be walking with the Lord your whole life. You can be steadfast. You could be in his presence all the time. You can know his voice like the back of your hand. But it's still hard when you're faced with the absolute brokenness of this world in, in a physical form. I feel like truly cancer is just the most clear picture of brokenness in this mm. world. And I know God hates it. Yeah. He hates cancer. Yes. He is he is opposed to cancer a hundred percent. I know that. It's pure evil. It's, it's pure evil. It's between that and the treatment. Yes. It's, it's pure evil and he directly opposes it. He opposed it on the cross. We're to oppose it right. in every way, shape or form, which is what you're doing. I yes. mean you're opposing it spiritually, you're opposing it physically, you're opposing it medically. Yes. In every way, shape or form. I'm for that. But I think it's also so freeing to know that you can feel that way. You can believe that way. You can grow up that way. You can be so close with him. And at the same time, in those dark, dark, dark moments, it reminds me of the moment in in Gethsemane when Jesus is about to be betrayed and Mm. he's sitting there sweating blood. Yeah. And he has a moment with his father. The same moment I feel like we have where I'm going to get choked up thinking about it, where he sits there and he looks up and and he's just praying and he's sweating bullets, literally. Yes, like, you know, literally. he's like, I, he, he didn't have a spirit of fear because I think there's a difference between having a spirit right. of fear and having healthy caution. Exactly. He had healthy caution. He knew knowing was this coming. wasn't going to feel good, knowing yes. that he was going to experience the fullness of the brokenness of the world on his shoulders, on his mm. physical flesh that is, would overcome him. Mm-hmm. It's too much. The brokenness of this world does overcome a lot of people. Yes. But to know that he still had that moment with his father where he said, if this cup can pass from me, like, like he had a moment of acknowledging his suffering, feeling it to its depth, experiencing the weight of the suffering, and also having a moment of just expressing that heart of, I don't want this. Yes. I didn't earn this. This is what you bring freedom from. I could say no to this and it would pass. Yes. You know, you are an overcoming God. You say no more and it's no more. You say it becomes and it becomes. Yeah. It's your word and you're my father. But he said, no, you got to do this. And to me, if he said that to Jesus for my freedom, Mm. And Jesus went through all of that. He died for, like you said, our sickness, our iniquity, our forgiveness, our restoration, our salvation, all of that. He died for all of that. If I believe that I'm saved, I must equally believe that I'm healed. Amen. Because you can't pick and choose in the same sentence which one was for you and which one wasn't. Which one you're going to receive which one's covered and which one's not. Right. He said they're all covered. Right. But we can only wrap our minds around the easy one. He died to save me. Exactly. I'm free. Yes, I, I get can, to go to heaven. Yeah, I get to go to heaven. I get all the goodies. Yes. I get all the good stuff. And it's still good. You know, there's this other good thing that's so much harder for us to accept because it sometimes is a process. Yes. And it's sometimes delayed. And I do believe, I mean, talk about this too. I do believe in... Mercy healings. Mm. I believe in all at once, immediate, you know, God does that. Yes, he does. And he also sends us on journeys. Yeah, he does. 
you know? And he disciplines those he loves. So yes, he, he does. Must love me a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He decided. Oh my gosh! I needed a lot. I needed some love. Needed some extra loving. You know that that story has actually really encouraged me on really hard days Mm. because I think about God's only Son, Mm -hmm. His Son that He sent down here for us, Mm -hmm. and He wouldn't take that cup from Him. No. And I've thought many times, I'm so grateful that it's me in this situation. And not one of my right. children. Yes. Or even my husband. Yeah. Lord knows he'd be a crybaby. <laughs> not Eddie. <laughs> no. But I'm so grateful that it's me because I know mm. the fight that's in me. I know the will yeah. that's in me. Call it what you want. Hard-headedness or stubbornness. Yeah. But I, I told my husband, I was like, well, that stubbornness is what's going to keep me alive, you know? Right? Because you're the kind of woman that I just, like, and this was before your diagnosis. I would tell my husband my daughter knows, like, you're the kind of woman that I'm like, that woman stands up in the morning and goes, Satan, bring it on. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm stepping on your head right now. The second I wake up, my feet hit the floor. That's your head under Listen, there. Listen, that's what I can't understand. I'm like, you messed with the wrong mamma jamma. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you guys will go after an unbeliever. Yes. I'm not moving. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, if you think that you're going to get me to yeah. deny God or mm-hmm. deny his goodness or his yeah. mercy or his grace... You're just proving it to me. I know. Like, don't isn't it kind of pathetic? Like, you keep trying this Job situation over and over and over. Don't you see this ain't gonna work? Well, and, and here's don't the you other think? Thing. Don't you see this is over? Yeah. You keep picking the wrong people. Like, you're just stupid he's, at this he's point. So you're dumb. dumb. He's so dumb because now he's got to pay back seven times everything yep. he's taken. Uh huh. And I can't wait for that day. Preach. You know, preach for all the things, the time and the energy yes. and the pain and the the finances mm-hmm. and the peace. Mm. Just everything that he's taken. Yes. The time I've sat and done chemo and just yeah. the wasted time. And this is what's been really hard is the yeah. resting part. Yes. The resting part has been really hard because I'm a mom of five kids. Yes. Like, when do you get to rest? Uh, when no. You don't rest? <laughs> it's just a no. No? Like, you're <laughs> always on. Like, yeah. you, there's always something mm-hmm. to do. There's always somebody to take care of. Yeah. And... That has probably been the biggest part for me is the resting. And I think God's saying, no, I really need you to understand this. My dad reminded me in Psalm 37, Mm -hmm. trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desire. Mm. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. And he will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday. Be still in the presence of the Lord mm. and wait patiently for him to act. Wow. And that be still literally means to rest. Mm. When we, we want to quote that, be still and know that yes. I am God. That, yeah. that stillness means rest. Just yeah. rest. Rest in the fact that he is God. That's where the hope comes from. Because for me, I want to figure it out. I want to know why. Mm-hmm. What is going on? What is this for? Right. What is the purpose? Mm-hmm. Why do I have to go through this? Right. Early on, I kept thinking, like, why, why do I have to go through this? And I thought, well, why not yeah. me? Why would I want it to be anybody else? Right. I'm strong in my faith. I know who I am. I yeah. know who God is. And I'm going to declare his goodness mm-hmm. all the days of my life. Right. The enemy's not going to take that from me. Right. Like I said, he messed with the wrong person. He gave I, you a platform. He it, didn't He didn't foresee right. was going to be a platform for the glory of God. Exactly. 
to shine. And that's what you're using it for. And that's what's so encouraging is, you know, so many people lock up when things go on. And I know I've done that. I mean, a lot of you guys know I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis four and a half years ago. And in the beginning of my journey, a lot of it was very, it's very intimate. It's very embarrassing. It's very um, personal. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to take your suffering and to lock up and to just say, I'm just not going to see anybody because I can't. And so I'm just going to block everybody out because I don't want to burden them. I also don't want to be embarrassed. I also don't want to seem weak. I just want to get this over with and get on with the rest of my life. But it's in those moments when you take what you're dealing with and you shine a light on it and not in a look at me way, but in the vulnerability of saying, hey, in my weakness, Christ is strong because I would not be here if I didn't have his strength. I would not be standing here right now able to to deal with this every single day if it wasn't for his strength. My weakness is so much weaker now than I thought it was. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until my faith was tested. What does the Bible talk about? He gives measures of faith to people, different measures of faith. Yes. And I'm like, man, he must want to give me a real big dose because (laughs) I thought I had big faith before. Yeah. Because when I first got diagnosed, everyone knows. I told him, I said, this won't last more than four years. I fired doctors. I kid you not, fired doctors when I said, can you see me healed? Can you look in in your mind? Can you declare and see me that I will be healed? Not Maybe not right now, but I will be healed. Can you see Jesus doing that? Do you believe he still heals? They said no. Wow. Next. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. Because I can't have anyone just like Jesus in the room with the little girl that he had to raise from the dead. I can't have anyone in the room with me that can't see me alive. He got them all out of there. That's right. He he told them all to leave. That's right. And and he wasn't shy Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't believe, get out. Yep. You know, you can't go into battle with me. Right. And, and you know what? There's some people that love you, like even family members, friends and stuff like that, that love you. They can't go into battle with you right now. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's like, I'll see you when I come out of battle. Exactly. You're going to be there and I love you and I love your position. Your position's at home. Yeah. Keep preparing, keep preparing the homestead, keep preparing all that. But I'm in battle right now and you can't come with me. Yeah. Man, and that's, that's okay. true. I tell you what. I'm at that place that you were in the beginning of your diagnosis. Yeah. yeah. You know, resting a lot and being mm-hmm. at home a lot. So I don't feel like I've made much of an impact on anybody, honestly. Right. Because the hard days, you know, mm-hmm. outweigh the good days where it's like, well, I'm at home in my pajamas and yeah. you know, I haven't gotten up and done anything or mm-hmm. gone anywhere mm-hmm. and um so a lot of days I feel like that. Like what do you mean it. this is for somebody else mm-hmm. when I'm not even talking to anybody, you yeah. know? I'm laying in bed just trying to make it through the day. Yeah. But I'm excited to get to that that point where, yeah. you know, you are out talking to people and you get to tell your story. Mm-hmm. I'm still walking through it and I don't mind sharing right. when the time's right and when people right. I- if people need to know or if sure. it adds to the value of the conversation. Right. I don't ever want a pity party yeah. or for people to feel sorry for me, you yeah. know. But I think you're right in that where you do you do wonder sometimes like man I'm really not making a difference I'm just mm-hmm. here suffering going mm-hmm. through this and people keep reminding me my kids are watching yes that's what I was just thinking and I was going to encourage you and say you know what it's not your productivity it's not what you give that is your testimony yes it's how you believe 
how you profess and how you show them what resting yeah. in the Lord looks like. What believing that he really is in control looks like. Because we can say God's in control all day long. Right. But then we continue to do, 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 and achieve and achieve and achieve and perform, perform, perform. Exactly. But the second you lay down in your bed yep. and you feel like you're you're checked out, your kids get to look at you and say, wow, she's unbothered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. She's got faith. Exactly. And they're your first disciples. And we talk about it in the episode before this episode's going to air. Um, we talked about messy motherhood, hope in the midst of motherhood, and how your children are your first disciples. Yes. And you just said at the very beginning of this podcast that that's your greatest wish yeah. is you want to make sure your kids know the Lord. You yeah. are a whole ministry inside of your home. It's it's crazy. Your bedroom never, is yeah. a pulpit. <laughs> I never Done. even imagined. But they won't hear me. They won't hear me deny God. They won't hear me that's deny right. the power of Jesus Christ. That's I mean, right. my 13 year old son, he'll <laughs> constantly come to me and be like, Mom, you're healed. Amen. Mom, you're healed. Like he just speaks mm. it, you know, and, and says it. Oh, my and gosh. I thought, I man, to have your 13 year old oh. boy have that kind of faith in the midst of watching his mom suffer. Mm. That means everything to me. And um, recently we were at church and my 18-year-old daughter was standing next to me in church worshiping. Yeah. And I thought I would go through all of this again to have my kids in church. Most children leave church when they graduate high school. Like 87% mm -hmm. yeah. of kids that graduate high school leave church. Right. And I think my 18-year-old is standing in church next to me. I don't care what it takes. That's I would right. much rather her next to me than out living, you know, yeah. her life, not caring about the Lord and, yes. and his will for her, her life, you know? Yes. So to see my children get up and they mm -hmm. get themselves ready for school and they wow. make their lunches. And, you know, I feel bad as a mom yeah. that I'm not up doing all that for them. But I think it's teaching them, too, like... It's okay. It's okay to, to get up and take care of yourself. Yes. It's okay. You're capable. Right. It's it's teaching them a, a hard yeah. lesson, too, about growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what we do. Yeah. And mom does have to rest. So right. we let her rest and don't expect much. But yeah, they're excited when I am up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Makes them more grateful exactly. for the moments yeah. we can serve yeah. them and love on them. And even on the days where I'm. I know I look ugly because I haven't yeah. even brushed my hair <laughs> or done anything. Yes. They remind me that I'm gorgeous. Yes. Yes. So, you know, they're they're oh. really my my fight and my reason for living. I'm so encouraged by that because the fact that you said your 13 year old walks in and declares faith yes. over your healing, I have to tell you, I took a cue from you because of watching Jaden, your oldest, your 18 year old. I've known her since she was. Oh, gosh, in elementary school, very yes. young, and watched her grow up because her aunt, Alicia, is one of my best friends and grew up as a neighbor and stuff. And so we've been very close our whole lives. And I've watched her grow up, and she's the one person, you know, when she was like 12 years old, and I had a brand new baby. Yes. I was like, I would trust her with my baby. Yes. No problem. She's always had this level of maturity. She's always had this yeah. very mature Holy Spirit inside of her. And yes, it, it wasn't does. just this like... I've grown up and seen a lot of things. No, you haven't. She hasn't. No. But she has this really mature Holy Spirit that you guys cultivated as parents with the Spirit and partnership because from day one, that girl, you have not given her baby food. Yeah. You gave her meat from day yes. one. And I have to just validate you guys and your parenting because 
She's now 18. I teach mm-hmm. her voice lessons every week and I love it. And <laughs> my daughter, oh, we it's just, it's our time. She's my, she's my girl. I told her, I'm trying to get her to like date my brother. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're doing what we got to do. But my daughter wants to be her. Wow. She's wanted to be her ever since she met her. She, Jaden comes to her birthday parties now. And like, she's like, that's who I want to be when I grow wow. up. I'm going to get choked up now because I could not have picked a more honorable role model for my daughter that comes regularly and shows interest and you know um a couple years ago right after I was before I was diagnosed and after I was diagnosed um I had two miscarriages back to back and your beautiful daughter came in here and I told her that I had miscarried and she goes immediately I'm gonna pray over you not not can I? <laughs> I'm laying hands on you and praying for you right now. I'm like, and wow. that girl spoke with so much faith. Oh, and when I was diagnosed, laid hands on me again, spoke wow. faith and said, declared my healing. So she was declaring healing. You guys helped cultivate along with the Holy Spirit this heart of belief and faith. And I believe for such a time as this, yes. like yes. she's had this faith in her since yes. she was young, and all of your kids because you you parent them the same way. You yes. feed them meat. Yes. And it has led me as a parent, as someone who who looks up to you guys as parents. You guys have been mentors and role models to Jake and I, our whole marriage. Wow. And we look at the way you raise your kids and we're like, if mine can end up <laughs> half as good, yes, half as half as faithful, half yes. as stubborn in their belief yes. as these kids, I'm happy. I'm so yes, happy. Amen. I'm so happy. So I just want to encourage you Thank that you. the work you're doing at home Thank you. has already yes. gone out and spider webbed around the city and it will continue to do that. Your kids are going to move mountains. Yes, I believe. And they that. already do. And yours will too. Yours I will too that in with Jesus the examples. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Yes, hear that prayer. Hear that prayer. Yes. What is that? Uh, I hope their stubbornness leads a, a, a company and not a gang. That'd be yes. great. Because right now it's it's, it's a toss-up. To it's really hard to parent. <laughs> but, it's a toss-up. But let me tell you what, it'll mm. come in handy when they're leaders. Yes. And they have to use that. Yes. You know, yes. It, it comes in handy. Because my mm-hmm. husband will challenge my oldest daughter when we go out to eat. Mm-hmm. You're going to pray for the waitress. Yes. And she's like, ah, Dad. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love so it. when she comes over here, I want you to ask her what yeah. she needs prayer for. So yeah. he's always challenged her in that. And uh, mm. it's funny because he kind of picks on her, the oldest one. Yay. But you know? I tell you what, I get it. if it gets them out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. and their self and yeah. teaches them, you know, we live, we live for others in terms of yeah. the whole Bible summed up in love God and love people. Yes. That's everything That's Jesus it. taught. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love yeah. people as much as you love yourself. Yes. And if my kids do that, I I don't care what their grades are. I do not care if they're popular or if they're yeah. liked. I, I I care about that. Yeah. That's always been I, I homeschooled them for many years and God this year you. they started going back to school because yeah. Of everything going on, I I figured it was best just yeah. to let me rest through the day. Absolutely. And I knew they were getting what they needed, and they could be with mm-hmm. kids, you know. Yeah. Not be stuck home with me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So it's been a really good transition, but mm-hmm. my whole time 
homeschooling them was always about all I care about is if they love Jesus and they they love others, you know, and you never know if what you're doing is working. Right. You just don't know. Even going through this painful process, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is this for? Like, what what does this matter? But Mm -hmm. people are watching. Yes. People are watching. And, you know, the enemy would love nothing more than to take out a faithful soldier. Yes. And say, see, you know, they didn't really love God. They they didn't yeah. stick it out. Mm-hmm. They gave up, you right. know, for me to deny God and say, no, it doesn't matter for my kids to go off the rails and yeah. and end up living, you know, whatever kind of life they wanted to live. So for me, watching them grow up, first of all, keeps me fighting to live because yeah. there's still so much living to do. Yeah. Seeing them, like you said, give hope to other people. Yeah. And being willing to step out of themselves and say, oh, no, I'm praying for you. Oh, no, you're healed. Yes. Oh, no, we're not putting up with that. We're going to deal right. with it right now. That's that right. means more to me than anything. That's everything. Yeah. Can you talk for a minute? Y- you touched on it for a second. The idea, I think this is the thing that we wrestle with the most. And you even mentioned this earlier, you know, like, why, God, why, why? And I think that's the question we get plagued with on earth is knowing that Okay, so if God is good, he is so good, why? Why suffering? Why do we have to suffer? How do we bank on a good God when we're in the midst of suffering? Mm-hmm. I tell you what, that's probably one of the hardest questions, and mm-hmm. we really feel it to the core. Yeah. One thing my husband keeps saying as a parent, he's like, I would never give my child cancer. I would never yeah. give my child a disease or pain. And I think we have to come to the realization that God's not doing this to me. He doesn't want me to be sick. He's not punishing me. He's not trying to put something on me that, that Jesus took to the cross and crucified. Yeah. Things happen. And Jesus even said, when you go through trouble, he didn't say if you go through trouble. Yes. He didn't say you might one day hit a hit a roadblock mm-hmm. when you go through trouble so just know that you're going you're going to go through trouble when you do this is what you do you count it all joy you you yeah. pray without ceasing mm-hmm. you you don't give up yeah. and i think coming to terms with that is god's not doing this to me right. this is part of our fallen world yeah there's sickness there's disease we fight an enemy mm-hmm. and he's real yeah and he would ha- love nothing more than to take us out. Right. He's against families. He would love nothing more than my husband to leave and, and leave me with my kids and my sickness. Right. My husband stood by me, faithful. He's there. Yeah. He rubs my back. You mm-hmm. know, he, he, he's patient with me. He lets me rest. He doesn't yeah. demand that I do all the wifely duties that I normally do. Yeah. He's very patient. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thank God so much for that every day. So... In answering your question and asking why, I, I do ask why. I just yeah. asked why a couple of days ago. Yeah. I don't have the answer. But from early on, I started thinking, why not me? Why would I want this to be anybody else? Mm-hmm. I, at first, I thought the enemy should have messed with a non-believer. Right. Honestly, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have had to pay back seven times. Right. Because they're, they're not in covenant. Right. I'm in covenant. Mm-hmm. So so all I can think of is this is just one way for God to get glory. That's right. 
It's right. not even about the illness. It's not about the pain and the suffering. It's yeah. just for his glory. Yeah. I've had so many people say, I'm praying for you. I don't even know them. I don't even know certain people that have mentioned, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. And I just mm-hmm. think about the day when I declare the freedom from yeah. cancer yes. and just the healing and the, the faith, yes. the faith that will be oh yes. like woken up in people from that. That it's like, man, God, you are real. Yes. You do heal. You are a good God. Mm. You know, his goodness, I think, comes from waking up every day and, and being grateful from yeah. for everything that I have. Yeah. I still have my hair. Yes, it's thinned out a lot, you know. It's beautiful, though. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank goodness oh I have some gosh. hairstylists in the family. Right. Multiple. Yes. I was about ready to cut it all off just to not do it. Like, the shedding of the hair has been really hard emotionally. Mm. But I thank God I have hair that I get to have a bad hair day, you know? Yeah. Like Praise bad God. hair days take a whole new meaning. Right. You know? I know it. When it's I got it. Out, you're like, hey, I got hair. Yeah. I can have a bad hair day. Praise the Lord. Um, just the little things that I thank God for. I'm still breathing. Mm-hmm. I get up and I had a nice home to sleep in. I had a comfy bed mm-hmm. and I have children to look forward to. To, yeah. to All see blessings. and joys. Blessings. All overflow. So many blessings. He's been so good. Yeah. And even in the midst of the pain and the trial, I just think every day his mercy, his mercy is new. And it's been so good to me yeah. because I can get up. My feet work, my legs work, mm-hmm. my hands work, my arms work. And every day I try to try to go through all those little things that we take so for granted. Yes. Just yes. so for granted. And, you know, I, I think of this, too. Sometimes I need a perspective shift when I'm in my darkest moments. Yes. Like when I'm really in bed and I'm like stuck and I'm in pain. And I just sometimes I have to think about this one quote from Jake and I have spiritual mentor, Mr. Walt, who love that man dearly. Oh, dearly. yes. I met him. Dearly. You met yes. Walt. We came and prayed for you. I oh, love that man. It was amazing. He said something to me one time when I was having a really, he came over and prayed over me. I was having a really, really painful day. I was in agony bad bad pain mm-hmm. and um just crying i just couldn't even stop i was just in so much pain and it was two years ago yeah came over and he prayed for me and then some of the pain subsided praise the lord wow. thank you jesus and um we just started talking and i was like expressing how you know like i just don't want to like miss out on this and, I, and that's all normal that's yes. all normal we're allowed yeah. to question. David did. Yes. You know, he lamented. Oh, yes. We're allowed to go through all of that with the Lord. We always equate God's goodness with feeling good. Yes. And yes. that's the thing I've had to wrestle with the mm. most. And I don't know if that's been your journey as well. But like this, like things don't feel good. This is the cultural question right yes. now. Things don't feel good. So how can you be good? Right. You know? Yes. Well, because I'm equating your goodness with my definition of good, with my feelings, and yes. feelings can lie. We're limited. If you're unlimited and your goodness is unlimited, then my mind's even limited to what your goodness means. Right. Oh, because yeah. you have the macro perspective, and I have this tiny little, I have the next step in front of me. Yes. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's I have this it. moment right now. Yeah. Nothing. I'm not even promised, you know, the next moment. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great perspective Yeah, because it is true. I think of even Job when he started questioning. Yeah. I mean, he had a right. Yeah. I'm sure he had a right to question. Oh, yeah. He lost everything. Tell me, God, what's up? Yes. You get to come to the the throne with boldness. Yes. But I love how God 
put Job in his place and said, yeah. wait, hold up. Were you there? Yeah. Like, yes. Were you there? Like, do you really know what went on? Yeah. And I think about that with God. He, he's like, hold up. Wait a minute. You don't know. You weren't there when I formed you. Mm-hmm. I have plans for you that are good, that are good for yes. ho- your hope and your future. Yeah. And I have to remember that. Yeah. Okay. The plans aren't my plans. Yeah. God's going to take me there. He's going to get me there. And it's for my good. What, mm-hmm. I- what in this is for my good. Yeah. It's coming to terms with your faith, coming to terms yes. with God to say, oh, okay, I'm going to fear the Lord, which mm-hmm. is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Because you could be gone tomorrow. Yes. You know, yes. like all you have is today. Like all you have is right yes. now. And to honor him in that moment and yeah. at that time. I mean, that's that's really humbling. It's life with an open hand. Exactly. And it's, like, and it's that idea that Walt was saying of like, I don't want to covet my life. Yeah. I don't want to be so in love with my life that yeah. I squeeze my hand to God for it and wow. I say I'm not opening it. Yeah. I want to be open with my life to say, Lord, I am counting it all joy because my joy is in the morning. Yes. My joy is that I wake up today. Yeah. And tomorrow, my joy is going to be that I woke up tomorrow. Amen. And whatever yeah. else happens, it's out of my control anyways. Yeah. You control it all. Right. And I'm just here to say yes to you yes. at every step of the way. So whatever you ask me, if you ask me to lay down, Yes. Mm. If you ask me to make my kids lunch today, yes. If you ask me to go to the doctor today, yes. Yeah. Wow. If you ask me to call a friend today and, and get out what I'm feeling, yes. Mm. I'm going to do what you say because you're in control. I'm not. My desires are not your desires yeah. all, unless I'm, you know, in this place, it's hard to know if my desires are your desires because I'm so wanting to feel better I'm so wanting to feel it's these feelings that keep me separated sometimes from from who you are and what you're doing because I'm feeling so deeply right that I need you to pull me out into a macro view and give me you know these moments of with you which is why going back to scripture so vital in the midst of all of this oh yeah spending time with the Lord is so vital because it's like I need a word from you I have to have that daily word from you. If I don't have a word from you, like I am going to collapse today. Right. I have nothing to hold on to. It's going to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's literally the thing you hold on to Mm -hmm. because his word is true. It doesn't fail. He he brings it back to our remembrance. Yes. It's everything. And I'm at that point in my life where this is is all I've got. I, I don't have anything left. I mean, yes, I'm doing chemo and I'm doing treatments. I'm following, you know, the doctor's orders, which right. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I wanted to do all natural and do sure. it my way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think God had to humble me to say, you know what? Mm. If I'm God, if I'm truly God, yeah. I can work in anything. Absolutely. I felt like I didn't yes. have faith because I mm. wasn't doing it the natural way and I and I did all that it for yes. three months yes. I did everything I could yep I could mm-hmm. I did everything I could yes and it came to the point where there had to be something else something yes. else had to give you know right and I think of something that has gotten me through daily is yeah to live as Christ and to die as gain mm. like yeah for me to live is just extra yeah you know yes like if I get to live great if I die, great. I yeah. mean, that's the hope of our salvation, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think back wow. when Paul said 
to know to know Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. Mm. There are some things you will never know until you go through the painful process. Right. In Psalm 23, it says it talks about when I walk through the darkest valley, mm-hmm. I won't be afraid. Well, you don't know that until you walk through the darkest valley. So true. You you think, mm-hmm. oh, I won't be afraid. Oh man, I can yeah. walk through a dark valley. You don't know until right. you are in that dark valley. You can't know God in certain ways until you've been to that dark valley. That's right. You can't know him as your as your redeemer until right. you've been redeemed. Right. You can't know him as your healer until you've been healed. You know? Right. I think so many times we say, Well, I and I know I've prayed it, God, I want to know you. I want to yeah. know you. He's like, Okay, let's go. Mm. Here we go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm getting some answered prayers. I didn't know it was going to be this way. Yeah. But I didn't get to pick. I didn't Mm. get to pick the way that I wanted to get to know God on an intimate level. Right. A lot of times we don't know until we're totally broken, until we're at the very bottom. That's right. I don't have anything else. My only hope is in Jesus at this point. Mm -hmm. And like you said about the scripture, that's the only thing I have to hold on to. Yeah. Because every day it's easy to fall into the pain and to say, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And and you you were right on right. when you're talking about your feelings. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that daily. Yeah. If I feel pain, am I not walking in faith? Mm. If I'm feeling pain, if I'm letting my feelings overtake me, am I not walking mm. in my healing? Right. But I am so grateful for a God that knows our inner beings yes. and our inner workings because he knows we have feelings. He made us that way. You know, his yes. only son had mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. He wept. Aren't you so grateful for lamentation? Oh. I'm so grateful. Oh. it's I'm, That has brought me so much relief because I'm like, okay, <laughs> apple of God's <laughs> eye over here whining like yes. a baby. Great. I'm good. I'm covered. Yes. We're I'm fine. good. We're yeah. fine. It's he messed good. up in so many ways, <laughs> and he's still the apple of God's eye. We're good. Me I and God, know. We're cool. And that was pre-Jesus. Oh, my that word. That was pre-Jesus. So we're we're totally cool we're here. We're really good now. We're, like, good to go. <laughs> you know, I, I love that you brought up the verse, to live is Christ and to die is gain, because it's so funny how the enemy works. He's yes. so twisted. Oh. He's so twisted. He's such a deceiver. Like, we talk about, you know, this day and age deception and how how do we not realize it's mm-hmm. deception? Well, because he'll take what we don't know. Yes. And he'll try to f- have us form an opinion around something we don't know, and it'll be opposite because yes. he'll create a fear around it. So what he's done is everyone's afraid of death. Yes. Everyone's afraid of dying. Oh. You know what I heard someone say one time? I guarantee the best moment of your life is going to be your death when you know Jesus. Wow. The best moment of your life, but you're terrified of it because you don't know what's on the other side. You don't know that that moment is the fullness of your, your salvation goes, just skyrockets you into your, into eternity. No more tears, no more cry, all of that stuff. And so we have this fear around it and we act out of that. We live out of our fear. We live out of our avoidance of death, which of course God wants us to, to have life to the fullest. He said, live, you know, I gave you life and life to the fullest. We want to have that. And it's our job to partner with him to value that and to receive that gift and to protect it and steward it well. But at the same time, do not fear. Yes. We are not to fear. And the enemy wants us to fear death. 
mm. because it's that's when he loses. Yeah. Every time. That's every the time. he every time. Death means lost that one. He lost that Boom. soul. Lost that one. Yeah. Boom. Lost it, that it, one. And it is just like the enemy to take mm-hmm. the greatest blessing. Yeah. And then turn it into the greatest fear. That's him. People people do. They fear dying. And I'm thinking, what that's probably one of the greatest things. Yeah. Because then you're in eternity. Yeah. But that means that that's the test. That's a real test of your faith. Yeah. Do you know what you've got? Yes. Do you know what he gave? Do you know what this means? Do you really believe in eternity? Do you really believe in God? Yeah. Do you really believe that Jesus died to save you and you're going to spend eternity with him? Tell me what you think about death. Tell me how you feel. What's your first feeling when you think about it? That's a tough I one. Know. It's one I've read. I mean, I've had four I and a half years to wrestle it. with this. So, <laughs> you know, I don't think not that, you know, UC is really well known for taking people out young, but it's is really scary. Yeah. I mean, it does people die from it all the time and it's just really scary and so I've had moments of real bad pain I mean you know when I was pregnant with Judah I I almost lost him and I was afraid I was gonna I was gonna be gone because I was I had moments where I was incoherent oh yeah wow completely you know that's one thing I haven't even tried to think about is the Mm -hmm. death part my husband says he remembers the doctor saying oh you probably have about four months Mm. I don't. I don't remember hearing that. Yep. I think for me it was all blur, and l- because it was a lie, and God said no. Yeah, and, <laughs> you're and not going to hear this crap. I really wonder how much of my mind is in denial, mm. because if I weren't in pain, I wouldn't even know I had cancer. Like right. I wouldn't even think I had cancer. I'm grateful for that yes. because I think also that helps keep the faith alive, mm-hmm. because it's not even obsessing about the disease. Yeah. You know, like I said, the pain is what reminds me, like. Oh, yeah. something's going on. Right. Like I said, I don't know if it's denial or, or if it's faith. Like I no. wrestle with that question daily of denial versus faith. Yes. That's hard. But I have to lean into faith because right. I have to believe that what's in me is bigger than what's exactly. on me. I have to believe that. Exactly. Yes. And going back, like I said, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So yes. either way, it's a win-win situation. Amen. You know? It so is. It is. I'm just holding on to that. I'm yes. like, well, I'm going to win either way. You're going to win. You know? You're going to win. And the, the enemy's already lost. Won. He lost. And, and right. he's mad. Right. And I'm like, well, be mad. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and walk around and be mad. Be mad. Yeah. You <laughs> do you. Keep being miserable. We're going to live our life. I'm going to keep on declaring yeah. God's word. Yeah. And you're going to see me walk into heaven. Exactly. And you're going to clap for me because that's... <laughs> Sorry, that's part of your your deal. You have to clap for me. That's your problem. Amen. So these topics are so heavy. Yes. And hard and sensitive. I mean, it's the deepest stuff we'll ever wrestle with. Yep. I feel like truly between yeah, life and death. We all talk about you, you know, when they're talking to their kids. Oh, yeah. Don't scream bloody murder. Are you dying? <laughs> Is it life and death? Okay, don't use that tone unless exactly. it's life and death because you make me think that something's wrong. Exactly. I say that all the time. We all do. Yeah. But we say that because life and death is everything. Yeah. That is, if he yeah. made life and he overcame death, and that is everything that's in eternity. So thank you. Thank you. For greatest struggles and weaknesses and moments of doubt even in these struggles and what's needed to yes. bring the greatest glory and the greatest amount of hope because it's the distinct difference between what we feel and mm. what we know yeah that is the difference between hope yeah hope and wishing yes and it's that expectation like you talked about letting the world see a christian suffer yeah because how does a christian deal with this yeah compared to the world yeah well like you said about life and death are in the power of the tongue yes 
and those who love its fruit will eat of it. Mm-hmm. And I have to remember, speak the word out loud. Yes. Your hope will come from when you speak God's word out loud mm-hmm. and you hear it. And we do this every day, like yep. healing scriptures, just read them out loud mm-hmm. and um, take communion, which is the cup of joy yes. to remind yourself, like, this is what Jesus did for you. Yeah. This is what he did. And it's yours. Exactly. It's over. I can, it's, I can take finished. communion and know every time I take communion, I know, and I'm declaring that I believe in the cross. Yes. That everything that was on that cross covers everything that's ever been on me or ever mm-hmm. will be. Yep. And it's over. Yes. And the cross wasn't it after this. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's this idea, you know, I'm knowing that like, the blood of Jesus yes. didn't end in death. It wasn't poured out in death. It was poured out in preparation for new life. And so yes. this blood breathed again. This exactly. blood flowed through again. Yeah. And so this blood isn't just the blood of somebody who died. This bread isn't just the body of somebody who passed away. It never grew old. No. It never deteriorated. It was made new. And we get that. We're made new. I think it's powerful when Jesus said, do this in remembrance. Mm. Do this in remembrance of me. Yes. Because it reminds you yeah. what he did for you. Right. It reminds me that my hope is in Jesus. Like, yeah. I don't have to be afraid. That's right. I don't have to worry. I don't have to receive mm-hmm. the diagnosis. Right. In my mind, I don't have to say, this is mine. I'm not laying claim to that. Yeah. He took that. Right. And I'm going to do that in remembrance of what he did for me. By his stripes, I'm healed. Yeah. He was beaten and broken. Right. That I get to live and live abundantly. Right. Extravagantly. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yep. He has immeasurably more yes. than we could ever ask or imagine. He wants to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. Yep. He wants us to have joy in the land of the living. He wants us to have the fullness of life. He wants that for us. It, he wants the Garden of Eden for us. Exactly. That was how it was intended. And through Christ, we're able to walk hand in hand with him. Yes. With the Holy Spirit. Closer than hand in hand. In the walked alongside them. Now he lives inside. He lives inside. He works through us. He's the great reminder. He is the healer. He's all these things that he he didn't need to operate in in the garden because sin had not yet stepped in. So now we have this close-knit inner working with him that is like, it's wild. It's it's amazing. It's so crazy. It's amazing to get to know him on that level. And I think the only way you get to know him on that level is to go through something. Absolutely. You know, we can live a comfortable Christian life. Mm-hmm. And that's where we were kind of at in our life. Yeah. Comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a good company. We make good yeah. money. Like life is easy and everything's mm-hmm. good. And when your life gets turned upside down mm-hmm. and literally stopped in the middle, right. you really have to wrestle and come to terms with, okay, is this really what I believe? Right. Is this really what I'm going to stand on? Yeah. And I'll just say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 41. I get You're it. not taking my faith. You no. Know? So no. I'm just going to continue on Good. and let the enemy see that he's got to repay anyway. So That's right. I'm like, I'm just looking for the repayment. That's right. <laughs> I know you and I have talked about this before, and you mentioned the power of the tongue. When it comes to being diagnosed with something, you know how I feel about this. Mm -hmm. I'm real vocal about it. And I know how you feel about this, too. And in this, like you talked about, you don't have to receive. Can you give our listeners, somebody who may be walking through suffering as well, or maybe have just gotten a diagnosis, 
that's unfavorable. How would you say use their words to mm. speak life? How how do you talk differently? Somebody who doesn't have hope. How do you talk differently about your diagnosis or about I've been sent out a text to friends and family and said, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the C word mentioned with Val's mm. name. And um I think that was you do have to come to terms with reality. Yeah. Pretend. There's a balance between yes. just Yeah. But also not, in my opinion, receiving a call exactly. ownership, taking ownership yes. of it. I, I, this is just me personally. I refer to Clytus. I don't have it. Having is a possessive word. Yes. I'm dealing with it. Yes. I was diagnosed with it, but Jesus already overcome it, exactly. overcame it in my body. Yes. Because he overcame it on the cross. Right. And the fact that I'm dealing with the symptoms of that and I'm dealing with the, the flesh yes. external of that. I'm not flesh. Yeah. So for me, I say, I tell people, don't ever tell me you have this right. or don't you have that or how's mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. UC? No. I, it's not mine. What are yes. you talking about? Yes. I, that's not mine. Don't that, tell me. I rebuke that. I refuse to an agreement with it. Yep. What people don't realize is scripturally, there is an agreement mm-hmm. in the spirit Yeah. with that. And that can, that can hold then you back. it becomes your. It does. You know, the the power of your words, mm-hmm. the power of covenant, the power of, you know, you think about how people used to do business, yeah. their word and a handshake. Mm-hmm. And I think about that, That's you right. know, like, That's why right. would I put my word on that? So the way I deal with it is the doctors diagnosed. This yes, is ma'am. what the doctors said. Yes, ma'am. The doctors aren't God. No. I mean. They're practicing. Exactly. It's called practice for a reason. Exactly. You know, practicing physicians. Practicing. The great physician knows exactly. it all. They are his hands and feet, and they're practicing. Exactly. And you know what? I I thought about it today. I'm very grateful. Yes. For the advances in medicine, I'm Amen. grateful for those things. Even yep. though I did not want to go that route. Yep. Um, like I said before, God can use anything. Yes. And it's not a matter of faith because mm-hmm. I felt like I had no faith if I used chemo. I felt yep. like I'm not believing God for mm-hmm. my healing. And God shown me, no, if you trust me, if -hmm. you fully trust me, I will work all things together for your good, all things. And so I think part of that is the C word of my wife's name in the same sentence. It made it awkward for people. They didn't even want to ask me how I was doing. Yeah. Because they're like, well, they're in denial. They don't even think she has anything. You know, I would come at it. Like I said, the doctors say this is what they're saying. But I know what I what I'm saying and what I believe. Amen. And like I said, the doctors aren't God. This is what God says. Mm-hmm. He says that I'm healed. I've been delivered, yeah. and that's what I speak every day. Are those yeah. scriptures that say, "No, I've overcome by the yeah. by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony." Yes, the I've word overcome. of my testimony is ever so. That's part of it, and it doesn't mean. I think people get it twisted, especially people who didn't grow up in a spirit-filled church environment where yes. we talk about the Holy Spirit a whole lot. I did. I'm very thankful. I did. Yes. But this idea of your word having power, it's not yeah. my words. It's not my power. Exactly. It's the power of Christ in me. Right. That because he lives inside of me and works through me and his kingdom is being built through me, through right. us. He partners with us in relationship to yes. build his kingdom because he loves us. Whereas kids, we're now heirs. We have access. Mm-hmm to use his power Amen. to change things. Yep. Just like my parents, I have access to use any of their tools right. 
to change something in my home, to fix something in my home, whatever. Right. I have a hundred percent access. Yes. Yes. And it's that same ideal. It is. And knowing we're made in his image and likeness mm-hmm. and he spoke the world into existence. Yeah. He spoke it into existence. Yeah. And I've watched several interviews with cancer survivors yeah. and a lot of them talk about just the power of your mind, mm-hmm. the power of gratitude, the yeah. power of different things that they've overcome cancer with certain, just doing certain things. Right. It's amazing the words, like what you believe and what you speak. If you believe, you know, the doctor said, oh, well you have four months. If I, if I took that on as my belief, mm-hmm. I would have four months. Right. But I never once heard them say a date, a timeline, and I'm glad I didn't. Because it's not even in my mind. To me, I'm just living. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm not thinking about what the diagnosis is. Yes, every two weeks I do go get chemo. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have pain and I have pain meds and things like that. But I've noticed when I get up Mm -hmm. and I start doing and moving, I always feel better than if I lay around and pity and you live so as the yes. way as you believe yes we try until the lord's yes. we do what we can while we can exactly because we have it it's a gift we're going to use it we steward yeah it's about stewarding and that's another thing is you know the specific diagnosis i have is called chronic which means mm. incurable yes and so i've had i've again fired many doctors <laughs> that have looked at me and said this is chronic and you need to accept that this is forever there is no cure. And I said, I'm sorry. Chronic is not in my Bible. It's not in my vocab- vocabulary. It's not in my father's vocabulary. And that's a, that's a word. So you said, he, I banned chronic. <laughs> yes, no yes. one's allowed to say chronic in my home. Amen. That you can't say it to me. No. I have not put in four years of work in, with the Lord to transform my mind. Yes. To, to be in line with scripture and not in line with what I see and what I feel, because that would be walking by sight. Right. I don't define healing by what I see. Yes. I define healing by what I believe, by what he did. Because if I did, I look around, I'm like, well, people aren't being healed of this stuff. Like, right. yeah, people do have it forever. Sure, I see that everywhere. It's That's more prevalent than anything. Well, if I do that, then I am defining and I am creating my belief system and my ideo- ideology around what I see. Right. Which God said, do the opposite. That's not faith. That's not it. Yeah. And that takes, it takes work and it takes intentionality. You can't be passive about your faith, especially when you're going through suffering, because if we're passive, it is so easy to sit in our feelings. Mm. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I could easily, I've done it. I've sat in a week before of just sulking. I've bathed in my pain. I've showered (laughs) in my pain. I have lotioned up in my pain. I have done it. It's not been pretty. My sweet husband has stuck with me through that. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Um, My kids have. Medal of honor. Mm -hmm. You know, like this was my pain. Yes. It's like a prideful thing. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah, there's a sense of pride there. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. This is not for you. It's entitlement. Yeah. I'm entitled to my pain yeah. at this point. A lot of us can start to feel that way because we get we get this, this anger when right. we look at other people and like, you're squandering. If only you, like, you oh, don't know. If yes. you would cater to, like, you have no idea what this is like. Like, you have so much. You're not even grateful. Right. It's this pride. And the enemy uses it. He'll yep. use your pain and your suffering. Yes, he and does. And that's 
pride is the fall of man yeah. from God. That's how Satan fell. Exactly. So don't you believe that he's going to use your pain? That's another way he can turn you away from God. Yeah. I mean, it's not this whole, we That's talk about true. Job denying God as denying him as Lord, denying who he is. Well, the de- the demons don't deny him. No. Why would why would that believe. matter? Why would it matter if we said, um, I don't believe in, you know, I, I, I that necessarily right. because the demons even believe who he is, but exactly. they're not saved. So what is it that's different about us? It's not just believing in who God is. Mm-hmm. One day every knee will bow, everyone will know. But the ones that get to live for someone with faith that believes are the ones that when they are faced with pain yeah, and they're feeling it, that this, this Job-like suffering where we don't deny him, in quotes, by using that as a, and taking a sense of entitlement in it and turning it into pride. Pride yeah. will drop us so far from him, yeah. and it will disconnect us from others. Mm-hmm. It kills our witness, kills our connection, yep. kills so many things. It steals our joy. You cannot be prideful and have joy at no. the same time. You cannot be entitled and have joy at the same time. All of that is selfishness. You'll never be selfless, and selflessness is the beginning of joy. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's crazy. Because when we are full of ourselves, like, it's just mm-hmm. depressing. It's depressing. <laughs> no one wants to be around you when you're full of yourself, and you're just, well, woe is me. Yeah. Everything sucks. Now, we've talked about lamenting like David. There is a time. Oh. If I don't step into newness, yes, I'm going to fall into this pit of, of oh, yeah. depression. I will. Self-pity and despair. I will. And because you know, I have to take an actual step, and it's a painful step. It's it not easy. No, because you have to make a decision. That's mm-hmm. back to your mind. Yep. It's that making a decision, yeah. whereas not letting it happen to you. Yes. N- not just letting that pain take over mm-hmm. you, deciding, yes. no, I have a decision to make. Yeah. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You decide. Right. Are you going to speak life or are you going to speak death? Yes. We get a choice. Right. All of life, we get a choice. Mm-hmm. Are you going to choose life right. or are you going to choose death? I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose to live. I'm going to choose to fight to live. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose now. Joy in the midst of living. It j- exactly. Which is hard sometimes. Yes. Because when you feel pain, a mm. lot of times you don't feel that joy. Tell me about but it. But mm. going back to, you know, have that pride in our pain. I think about before, one thing I found myself doing is I look at people just living their life, happy-go-lucky, doing yeah. their thing, and it makes me envious yep. because I'm like, I feel you. I was there at one point, and I, and yeah. I took it for it was granted. St- you feel like it was stolen. Yeah. You're like, I, and they s- it was stolen from it me. Was Why do you get me? to keep yours? Why do you get to walk yes. around, yes. not have anything wrong with you, uh-huh. not worry about you know, I got to get mm-hmm. home so I can take my medicine or I got to do this or I need to lay down and rest. Right. I can't go, 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 go. Yep. And that that can create pride, too. Oh, for sure. So the enemy for will work sure. any way he can on either side mm-hmm. of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm free <laughs> from this because that one you just said, that's that's been my struggle. It's very easy for me to look at other people and... In a pride, I mean, it's pride. Mm-hmm. The root of that is pride. We can we can try to explain it all day and yeah. say, oh, that's just how it looks. No, it's pride. Just admit what it is. Exactly. There's a root. Keep going to the root. Go one level deeper. Okay, now go a level deeper. Yeah. You're going to get to the point where you're like, okay, it's pride. It's pride. <laughs> but I get sometimes this thought where I look at other people and I'm like, if you knew what you had, oh. if I had that back, oh. and I'll, I'll even tell God, God, if I was healthy again, the things I would do for you, the things I would do, like... This person's complaining about, you know, waking up early and like 
you know, they sleep all night, but they wake up early or they have a new baby and they're waking up a couple times. Oh. And I'm like, I wake up five times a night, every night, no break every night. Wow. It's like how it's living with a newborn perpetually. Wow. That's just how it is. Yes. Even that. And then other things like if I had one day without pain, the things I would do, right. you know, if I didn't have to think about these, all these supplements and the way I eat, man, the things, if you knew how easy it was just to drive on a vacation trip and be able to eat anywhere. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a joy. What a gift. And you think back, I had that. I did. And, and I, I took it for granted. Yep. And I took it for granted. You know, you have to have that compassion moment that brings you out of that pride of, I didn't know. Yeah. They don't know. No. And you and can't fault them for it. our lives. Yeah. And I have to thank God how. and I have to bless them. Yes. Because if I don't bless them, that pride can still take root. And I have to be able to verbally say, and I bless their yes. health in Jesus name. Yes. And I thank you for it. Yeah. That's so powerful. It's hard, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. It's something we got to do. It's true. I want to know this because you are a hope hero to so many people. Wow. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that are like, Val and Eddie, they are just like, <laughs> yes. they're, they are so strong. Their kids, their family, like they are so like, they're a power couple for the Lord. They are role models. Like so many people. I can't even tell you people. I've met people that like I met and they happen to know you wow. and that conversation comes up. It happens. I can't, <laughs> I can't even believe that. No, you better believe it because it's true. Yes. And I want to know who your hope hero is. Who do you look to when you're feeling weak and you're hoping you're like, if I could have, I would break off a piece of their hope and step in those, those shoes and walk in that for a minute. If I could have that, whew, I'd be good. You know, it I've, could be anyone. I've thought about this a few I'd have to go back to my mom and dad. Mm. Um, They've been through hell and high water. Yep. I mean, they've lost three daughters Mm. to cystic fibrosis, and two of which were part of my triplet set. Yeah. And Mm. they they never lost hope. They're still married. They're still together after all these years. They raised their other Mm. children, and all of them have kids and big families, and they're all thriving. and. Mm. So honestly, I think they're the ones that probably give me the most hope to know yeah. that you can go through the darkest moments in your life mm-hmm. and still honor God and still love each other mm-hmm. and still keep your family together. Yeah. You know, none of us kids are crazy. Yes. By the world. Yes. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> I'm not saying we're normal, but right. You know, um, I just look back. My dad is probably one of the most positive people you'll ever meet. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could have limbs falling off. And he's like, oh it's okay. God. The sun's <laughs> shining. <laughs> so I, I really do have to, to go back and think think about um, they're really the ones who offer me hope. Mm. And I think about that dark day just recently when I text my mom. And yeah. just right away, she was there. You know, mm-hmm. she, she's been there for me from the very beginning. Yeah. She took off work and was there morning, noon, and night to help take care of things. Mm. And um, I just really appreciate them and what they've done. But more more than anything, just what they've taught me over the years, you know. Yeah, they live it. They, they've lived it um, mm. through losing three daughters, which they say losing one child is the worst thing a family yeah. can ever experience. Right. Um, I remember seeing my dad on the couch with his Bible, reading his Bible, you know. He's always remained faithful, knowing that who the Lord is. And I, I watched that. I saw that. And, um, the thing in a husband was a man that loved God with all his heart. And I got that, yeah, you know, did. but I saw my dad 
into the most pain in his life. And even during those times when my sister, my twin sister was even dying in the moment that she mm -hmm. was dying, my dad looked at us kids and said, this is the worst thing you'll ever experience, but God's got a plan for you. And I thought, as a father, how do you, how do you watch one of your kids die and tell your other children, like, it's okay, God's uh. got a good plan for you. And I think the hope, the hope that they've given over the years, just knowing that um, they've remained faithful, yeah. but they're there for us even now, and just how that has carried on to me and our children now, going yeah. through this, I never thought in a million years, like, I thought our family was done with the struggle, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, we get a break, you know? Yeah. We've done enough. Right. And um, going through this now, they've just learned in such mm -hmm. a um, strong foundation yeah. of hope and faith. So mm. I definitely have to give them the shout out. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I will have to um, concur with that. I, I just have known your parents, specifically your mother, for a very long time. And man, she's a powerhouse. Yeah. She is a powerhouse. And you know she has the joy. She has I the joy. Oh, she's overflowing with the joy. You can't go through that kind of pain. No. And, and she's the mm -mm. most hilarious person you'll she ever is. meet. She's always laughing and smiling. Yeah. She's just the brightest person in the room. Yeah. Most helpful person around. She's yeah. always doing something. Yeah. I agree. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, Val, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this Thank has been you. so much fun. Oh. I was so nervous. Oh, my and, gosh. And a no. little bit like me on a podcast. I don't know about that. Oh, and a no. little bit leery of it. But, mm. man, this has been so much fun. It's been so – and it's been therapeutic because, you know, I don't know what it's like to deal with cancer. Yes. And, you know, I all I know is my experience with a different type of exactly. diagnosis. But suffering is suffering. Suffering is suffering. Pain is pain. Yes. And to be able to – wrestle with that together yeah and to dive deep into what does it really mean to suffer well yeah what does it really mean to to believe that god is good yeah and to to be full of faith and hope and belief when it doesn't feel good yeah to talk with somebody else that gets it yeah man <laughs> it's like it's encouraging it's encouraging iron it's challenging iron, right yes and that's why i said in the beginning you have to have yeah. people like find somebody if mm -hmm. if you if you don't have anybody to turn to in your suffering it's huge get connected i don't care how like go yeah. to a church or or you know reach out on mm -hmm. one of your social media friends or somebody yeah. because you have to have somebody to talk to you do. because it's amazing how god brings the right people at just the right time when you're weak mm -hmm. they're strong it's mm -hmm. just like marriage i always think about when my husband's weak i'm strong when when I'm weak, he's strong. Yes. You know, we balance each other yes. out. We're not always strong together. We're not always weak together. You yeah, know? yeah. But I thank God that, um, you know, I have somebody and more than just one. Yeah. <laughs> to um, <laughs> encourage and pray with, and you know, just um, just have somebody in your corner. Yeah. yeah. And and if it's only the Holy Spirit, that's, that's someone. That's and enough. it's a, it's it's that's way more. Plenty. He's a comforter. He's you it. Know? He's the comforter. Yep. He's the one that, you know, is gives us the strength. He gives us the fullness of his strength. Yep. Not just a piece of it. And I have to remember that sometimes because it, it can feel very lonely. Yes. Even in the midst of a bunch of people that love and care for you. Yes. It, it can does. feel lonely. Because they haven't walked in your shoes. Yeah. You know. They're not suffering. No. 
in the same way with youth. Right. There's, you know, they have their own stuff. And I wouldn't want them to. No. At all. You know, I wouldn't want them to feel it. But Mm -hmm. it is, it is important. Just remember that to have the Holy Spirit and, and, you know, pray and ask God if he would bring you somebody. Yeah. If you don't have anybody. Mm -hmm to reach out to and, and right. come in agreement with or just to encourage you on the hard days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Somebody to even laugh with. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Val, I, I'm just, again, so thankful. This was so good. Um, as we wrap here, I want to ask you two things. One, will you pray over the people listening that are suffering? Because We've always said this. My mentor says this. Even the hose gets wet. You pour out. The hose gets <laughs> yes. wet, too. So healing yes. is for everybody. Yes. And then after that, I would love to pray for you. Okay. All Sounds right. great. All right. Let's go. Lord, we just thank you for this time together. And I thank you for everyone listening. And, Lord, you know um, where we are in our lives. You know where we are in our suffering. You know every detail. You know every tear that we've cried. Lord, you even bottle those tears up. And so right now, I just pray for those that are suffering, God, that you would pour out your grace and mercy on them and give them the hope that they need to carry on. And Lord, show them, let them visualize and see their healing. I just pray right now that they would walk by faith and not by sight, that they would believe and, and hope for with expectation, Lord, that they would expect the greater, the, the greater, the healing, the greatest outcome. Father, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. I thank you for your son that was given on the cross for our sins, but not only our sins for our our diseases and our our healing and our um, transgressions. Lord, I just thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord, and and, um, thank you for your faithfulness more than anything, Lord. We just love you and praise you and thank you. Jesus name. Amen. Hold your hand out. Pray for you. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much, Val, that you created so perfectly from the beginning, Lord. From the moment you breathed breath in her body and formed her in your hands, Lord Jesus, you made her perfect. You said she was very, very good. And Lord, I just thank you that you have already prepared a way for Val, that you have already set up a future and a hope for her that is good, that is beautiful, that is life and life to the fullest because you are the God of life. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have surrounded her with people that build her up, that encourage her in her faith, that serve her in her weakness, that um, that stand with her in faith, Lord Jesus. And I ask, Lord, that you would comfort her in those tough moments, that you would be the companion that she needs, Lord, closer than a brother, closer than a friend. Jesus, I thank you that you have already done a work in her body. I thank you for the healing that we see and have seen in her physical body thus far. And Lord, I ask you for the rest right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just declare the cross to her body, Lord Jesus. I speak the blood of Jesus into her veins, Lord Jesus. As you say, the word goes out from your mouth and doesn't return void, God. I just declare that right now, that the words from my mouth in accordance with your spirit, as you live and breathe inside of me, Lord Jesus, I declare that she is healed, that her healing has come, that it is not over, that it is in the land of the living, Lord Jesus, that it would not be... um, 
Thank you that you've planted such a seed of hope inside of her, that you've watered it, that you've grown it. And I believe there's more to be grown, Lord Jesus, because I believe that it's a fruit that you want others to pick from. And I thank you for her obedience and for her generosity and sharing her story today on this podcast. And God, I just, um, I profess that every touched physically, if they need healing, Lord Jesus, that you would do a miracle right now in their presence, that your, your presence alone would fill their car, their room, wherever they're at, their workplace, that it would just be as tangible as a jacket on their skin, Lord Jesus, that it would cover them, that it would calm them, that it would transform their mind into a place of faith and that it would bring healing and wholeness to their body in Jesus' name, that they would be restored, God. You do not want us to suffer. I know that you oppose sickness and disease because you opposed it on the cross. And so, Jesus, I come against cancer right now, all cancer. I come against all of it and let every ear with an earshot of this prayer be healed right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for the healing that I believe and that I know that you're doing right now and that you'll continue to do in the, t- in the moments to follow. Lord, I speak um, to anyone in earshot dealing with an autoimmune disease. Right now, I just speak healing and health over you right now that every organ in your body would be made new because we're talking to the creator of every organ of our body. And so Jesus, right now, because I know you can do it and I've seen you do it before, God, I ask that you would restore broken organs. Lord, I ask that you would completely replace fractured bones. Jesus, I ask that you would completely straighten spines that have been out of place. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would go and that you would restore the minds of those that have been depressed and full of anxiety, that you would release them from that cloud right now in Jesus' name. Let it be removed. And Holy Spirit, I invite you. I invite you to fill every space with your presence, with your peace, and with your joy that is absolutely overflowing, that cannot be quenched that the joy, Lord, that your spirit brings would start to well up in the hearts of each and every person, that they would be overflowing, and that this would just begin a tidal wave of faith and of hope in you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing now, and I thank you for what you're going to do in the moments and the days to come. I expect, I do expect miraculous reports in Jesus' name. We love you. Amen. And I love you. Beautiful Val. Thank you. Thank you again. Anytime. It's been a blessing. You're going to be back. I can't wait for your report. Yes. We're going to throw a party. We're We're going to throw a cultivate hope party. We're going live. (laughs) It's going to be great. We're going to give stuff away. It'll be amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Sounds good. All right. Love you, girl. Thank you. Love you. Ah, I'm crying. Is Val amazing or what? Her hope is infectious. 
I am honestly so fired up after that conversation. When you hear someone who is experiencing some of the worst kind of suffering this world has to offer, and yet sees the goodness of God in her midst daily, that, my friends, is a call to level up. I am encouraged, I'm challenged, and charged to continue to speak in a manner that reflects my faith and not my fears. I am also gonna ask that you join us in believing for Val's complete healing by praying for her and her family. She is our resident hope hero, and we plan to stand with her as a community. Next week, we are hitting the long-awaited, touchy topic of church hurt. So bring what you've got, lay down your armor, and let's attempt to sort it out together with love, honor, and lots of Jesus. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next week. Until then, don't lose hope.